Welcome to the Justin and Greg Show Experience. For those of you who don't know, we actually do a podcast every single week, sometimes twice. Yeah. Not very, no, not, not very often. No, not very often. Sometimes bi-weekly, but yeah. no, we've been, I think we've been weekly since before, well, Christmas. This is, this is the live podcast recording where we want to include you if you want to watch and listen and, and give your comments. We talk about some weird stuff on here. On the show, we actually <laughs> do less and less news now and more and more eating weird things. Yeah, it is funny how the Tuesday night Justin and Greg show. Welcome to Jay. Welcome to the Justin and Greg show where the audience makes inappropriate comments and hopefully you didn't hear. People just want to see us in pain. 9 p.m. Central. They want to see us in pain, yeah, and eating little gluten tidbits. Yeah, and you dry heaved a lot. I did. I can't help myself. But this is where we do the podcast where we talk about real stuff and fake stuff and just kind of dive into the news, really. I find podcasts very interesting because we live in a world full of distractions, but somehow podcasts hold our attention for a long time. Well, I when you drive... My yeah. wife and her, my grandparents, my grandparents, my in-laws live on a farm, mm-hmm. and I drive about thirty plus minutes to get out there, and I put on a podcast because sometimes I don't want the ads of radio. Sometimes I love radio, but a podcast lets you dive into what you care about. Yeah, or when you're cleaning the dishes, you wouldn't know anything about that. Cleaning up around the house, and no, you would know. You do a lot of that, don't you? I do a ton, and I have a dishwasher, so I I load it and I unload it. Did you ever? Live in a place where there yes. was no dishwasher. Yes, and I did the dishes as all the time, like an adult. Yeah, when I was in university, we had an old farmhouse with no dishwasher in it, mm-hmm. and I learned the hard way that you should do your dishes when you're done your dishes. You should, sure. In theory, right? Like I know that, I know that we, have a, we have a non-dishwasher here, and we don't do that, but I lived in a house with four, it was kind of rotating, four or five other guys, sometimes it was three of us, but I, I wouldn't do my dishes. We would kind of take turns doing each other's dishes, but there was never anything that was legislated of who should do what, Yeah. and I came home one day... And all of the dirty dishes were in my bed. That's disgusting. Why? You didn't you weren't doing your part. Apparently. That feels like here. But here's the thing. I provide the office space, you clean the kitchen. Exactly. I thought that was the last time you did the dishes. Here's I the thing often about, take them upstairs and do the dishes. This is a real story though. Sure. I asked the guy, so you didn't want to tell me just to do the dishes and say, like, hey, right. Greg, you're <laughs> so, not doing your part. Could not handle conflict in any way to say, hey, Greg, you need to actually do the dishes. Just went straight to putting them in your bed. Zero to 100 miles per hour. Wow. Dirty dishes, forks, spoons, cups in my bed. So I confronted the guy and said, hey, man, what's going on here? You need to do the dishes. And I said to him, as you would imagine, why didn't you just tell me? <laughs> and what did he say? I shouldn't have to tell you. I should. <laughs> hey, granted... But you also should you shouldn't put things in my bed, right? Did you do the dishes afterwards? Yeah. So it worked. He our, was right. Our relationship was never the same after that, though. I'm sure. I remember my wife and I are both the youngest children, youngest siblings. How do you say that? Whatever. However you say that. And when we got married, we both had lived home until the day that we got married. Right. And for me, all I ever had to do was get my dishes to the sink and my mom would clean them. That was like the rule. Hey, get all the dishes into the sink. That's still the rule. Your mom comes over all the time and cleans Not your house. Not all the time. She does sometimes. All the time. Not all the time. True story. Semantics. I remember when we got married and we bought plates, we bought these gigantic square Corel plates. In fact, our friends, Tyson and Brett Liskies, they still have these plates and it takes me right back then. But we lived in this cool loft apartment that we thought was awesome, but it had a single sink and no dishwasher. And neither of us wanted to do the dishes. But we loved having people over. So we'd invite all these people over, have these 12 gigantic plates where two of them would fill up the entire sink. And then trying to do the dishes, it was That's so weird. bad. That's weird. I hated it. There's one thing about this that I'm, I'm learning now. 
as um, above the age of 30. Mm-hmm. And it's if you do the dishes when you're done, it makes life easier. Just just put in the extra... T- it, it feels like a monumental yeah, task. I know. It feels like you're climbing Mount Everest because you're full mm-hmm. and you just cook. But it's like, if I just put in two and a half to five more minutes of work, the dishes are clean, the, the sink is empty, and everyone's happy. But I can't put those two together. It's kind of like when you wake up in the morning. Sure. You're like, I'm going to wake up early. Yeah. Like, just get up. You're like, no. No. But it feels so good when you do it. But what's the age of maturity you get to where you actually started cleaning up after yourself? I think it's more of a question. Do you ever get to that age? Because now people are hiring cleaners. Well, and why not? Or their mom comes in and cleans for them. Some people do that. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm like, I don't care if you have cleaners, your mom comes in, but I I just want to get better and I can't. (laughs) I just want the robots to do it. That's what I want, a cleaning robot. Like, what happened to the Jetsons or whatever it is? No. Like, how are we not there yet? What's her name, Susie? Rosie! Coming, sir. Here I am, sir. You don't want that because when the robots get here, they take over, man. They take over. I just think about how, like, forget a sex robot. I want a cleaning robot. Wow. You went from zero to a hundred. No, I mean, there are people who are spending a lot of money on that. Forget that. A cleaning robot. Yeah, yeah. Roomba. I've got a Roomba that well, broke for the second <laughs> time. Thank you, Costco, for your return policy. I'm just happy you don't have pets and they haven't Roomba'd over poop. Ew. It's oh, yeah, gross. from the from the yeah. internet. Yeah. Let's bring in some comments here. I know Rory Vanderkamp's watching the show today. You guys went viral. Uh, well, the moose story. Right. We should talk about that. Norway, the entire country of Norway was trolling us yesterday with this entire music video to Moose Truce, but they turned us into South Park characters crying and... It's the Terrence and Philip show. I don't know, dancing. They made you dance to the beat, which was pretty funny. It was awesome. And yeah, the whole thing was very unexpected. This whole moose war between Saskatchewan and well, I guess Canada and Norway that had started. They, they had this awesome song and they released a music video yesterday, which was amazing. Like we watched it and you were freaking out because you're, you're a video. Yeah, I saw it. We were at different lunch dates. You make videos and you edit videos. Yes. And when I saw the level of effort that they put in, in like a seven day turnaround time, like they didn't spend six weeks on that video. They spent like a week making this video and they have like the moose's eyes lighting up red and they have all these animations and they got fire departments to do a moose dance and a hockey team and kids at schools to make heart shapes and and they did all these like videos that looked like people were all doing the dance at home on cheap cell phone cameras and like it's a wild and insane production. It was overwhelming to watch and everyone's laughing and saying hey you got trolled by a country and that's true. We I, did. We got trolled by a country. It is a first for me to have an entire country make fun of us because this is like Visit Norway's video is the country of Norway making fun of Justin and Greg. Yes, but they should be making fun of Moose Jaw, not us. Well, but I'll, I mean, were. we're easier targets than Moose Jaw. Sure. So, I mean, I think they were making fun of the mayor of Moose Jaw too. But but here's the pressure now. The pressure is this. How do you top this video that involved an entire country to make and troll you? Because it's one, it's creative. Yes. Two, they spend a lot of money and time. Mm-hmm. Those are both the same thing in our world. And they got a lot of people involved. I don't know what to do. Because one, it was awesome. But two, it was, it was very nice. Zit. Don't get scared now. As Canadians, well, that's, it was very, problem, very nice. Is it would be easy if they were being mean. Like, it's easier to have a nice comeback if a country is trolling you in a really mean way. But they have been so kind and gracious and generous. And it's so hard to hate them. And you're bringing up the Natalie Portman SNL what? rap song that Never heard gets you hot and steamy because you love Natalie Portman so much. I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Well, you, you can't take a lie detector for that. Was she 
Was she on SNL recently? Okay, this is like Greg's favorite video where it's Natalie Portman. We're sitting here today with film star Natalie Portman. Hello. So, Natalie, what's a day in the life of Natalie Portman like? Do you really want to know? Please, tell us. Dropping like the filthiest raps ever. And it's funny because it comes really unexpected because it's Natalie Portman. You're so bizarre. And you'd have to bleep out half the thing and you just like... You something I never want to wish on anyone is seeing Greg's face watching Natalie Portman in that moment because you just need six showers. Like it's weird, but you'd want to respond with that. That was one of the most Norway. creative lies you've ever told. Okay. So props to you for that. Maybe it's not a lie. Maybe that's why it doesn't seem so creative. I don't even know name name a movie Natalie Portman's in. Like was she in V for Vendetta? <laughs> okay, settle down. Anyway, if you know Greg, you know that I'm right, and friends could attest. But that's what it would be funny for Justin Greg to come back with this like just like. Like raunchy, horrible diss track because it's not us. That's that's not how we I'll operate. I'll catch you offside too, I guess. Yeah, but you can't because they're just so nice. Is this video on YouTube you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> they're nice. They're nice, and we're not going to do that. But we're kind of sitting here going, we need to escalate this somehow and involve more mm-hmm. people like Wayne Gretzky or the Premier of Saskatchewan or, or something yeah, Canadian, to make it. We need Canadian royalty because this was an entire country. This is our time. Our time to show the world what we're made of. Like it's been us in Moose Jaw, you know, a small city and Justin and Greg with very limited resources fighting an entire country with a trillion dollars in the bank. Right. And they're, do we, have we mentioned that the fact that they're really nice? They're really nice and they have a trillion dollars. Like, and that's not, that's an exaggeration. They have one trillion dollars in cash just sitting in the bank. And they took all their oil money in the 70s and put it in the bank because they view oil royalties as it's not just the the current population's money, it's sure. future generations. Mm-hmm. And you win, Norway. You win that one. As we're, but well, I think the right thing will come because there was a moment in time, I remember in the summer when Jimmy Fallon made fun of Regina. So this is, a, so this is called... So this is called experience... Experience. This song is called. It's called what? Experience. Experience Regina. Experience. And it took us a few days to come up with the idea. Yes, it did. And but when it came, it was awesome. It was great. So we just gotta like wait for the moment. Giant to come. Jimmy Fallon cut out around Regina. People will people will enjoy that. Yeah, did quarter million views. You know, we, we enjoyed it. More importantly, he watched yeah, it. So anyway, it thank fun. you, Norway. Mm-hmm for continuing this. If you're following the story, the actually the mayor of Norway is coming to Moose Jaw at the end of the month. I think February 28th. It's a Thursday next week. She gets here and I understand that they're going to roll out the red carpet for this lady. Can you, like a moose summit, moose peace talks. It's actually happening. And if you're watching this and you're in the media, you know that you have to cover it. You have to. If the deputy mayor of a Norwegian town comes to Moose Jaw for a moose summit, that is worldwide news. You're going to have to cover it. And I laugh because some of you are like, I don't want to cover this story anymore. It's fun. Enjoy yourselves because sooner than later, we're going to be talking about terrible things again that happen all the time in the world. Yeah. And I think that was the point of a friend who called was saying, it's it's nice. And we've heard this a few times. It's nice to have a moose story that is fun and creative and makes you smile. And those are the news stories we kind of try and find for this podcast in general are the ridiculous ones that you laugh at, like the one from last time of the guy having a bomb threat called in because... He was really warning people in the bathroom about his impending poop. Right. And I don't know if this this next story is a nice story, but it ends up nice if you look at it the right way. You watch Hockey Night in Canada once in a while. Sure. I mean, I'm Canadian. Actually, I love ho- I, I love watching hockey. I love 
sports. I would watch sports all the time. I just don't have time for it. There's two Canadian staples. Ron McLean mm-hmm. and Don Cherry are on Hockey Night in Canada. And they have been for, I want to say, decades. I don't know if that's accurate or not. No, I'm sure it's decades. Because I remember watching them like being a five or six-year-old kid. And so it's probably at least three decades for sure. Don Cherry is getting old. I think he's well over 80 now. Mm-hmm. Still on there. And he's kind of your classic Canadian hockey figure. He loves fighting. He loves hard work. And, and he doesn't like personality. That's not... What is this stuff on here? We're Hockey Night in Canada and we're talking about saving the world and all that stuff. Let's talk hockey. In in the sport, he wants you to to go to work, put in your 40 years and retire and be thankful that you had a job. That's he, kind of his... He his, is very much, yeah, the classic, epitome of classic. He was a coach in the NHL for a little bit and he won, I think he won the award of co- for coach of the year one year. Maybe. Um, but yeah, very, very classic. So the Carolina Hurricanes down in Carolina, they have a hockey what? team, believe it or not. Yeah. Wow. They moved from Hartford, Connecticut down to Carolina. And actually, they won the Stanley Cup once. I've seen a game in Carolina. Have you really? Yeah. A Hurricanes game? Saw a Hurricanes game in the stadium in Carolina. Was it awesome? This is a funny bit of a funny sidebar, but it was fine. Like it was, it was not that full, but back then there was no such thing as Uber. This was in 2012. Okay. And I tried to figure out the buses from my hotel. I was at a conference Whoa. there. And I ended up having to walk like... Did you have on a smartphone? These, yeah, yeah. But I don't think I had US data. Okay. I, I bought a package for 100 megabytes of data. And trying to navigate my way... And Google Maps wasn't as smart as it was there. I had to take like a train and a bus and do all these transfers and like kind of got lost and had to stand on the side of the highway and pick up a bus. And how easy it would have been with Uber? I nearly died. So Carolina now is doing these these celebrations after they win called the Storm Surge, where all the players go to the middle of the ice and they clap to this sound. And it's 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 fine, it's cool. And if you've ever seen rugby, the all blacks in rugby have this amazing I'm gonna call it a dance, but it's yeah, kind of intro, like a, it's like a war dance. Yeah, and they do it and people love it. So Carolina says, Well, why don't we do that for our fans? And so they do this, and when they're done the storm surge, once they clap fast enough, they all do something fun. Yeah, they've done Duck Duck Goose. Bowling. Bowling with the players. They do something and like all the fans kind of come down and they gather around. And it's like a fun little celebration. They kind of recreated Jose Bautista's bat flip from Amazing. baseball. You know, it, and it's been awesome, but it's also been controversial because some people say it's gimmicky and lame. Yeah, I and mean, some people are Don Sherry and anyone that is old and has an old mindset. Now, what I find amazing about this, Don Sherry is a character. He says a lot of sure. things. He's very boisterous. He's not scared to tell you how he feels. And Brian Burke is another hockey personality. He's the same way. The difference here, though, is Don Sherry wears blazers. He literally walks into Fanny Fabrics, which is a popular yeah fabric store, finds the most ridiculous fabric and has a tailor make him a different suit jacket every time he's on TV of outrageous, outrageous things. And he went on record as saying the Carolina Hurricanes are a bunch of jerks for doing this. They're just trying to get attention the same way Don Cherry trying to get attention by wearing Cookie Monster monster costumes. Well, what was he wearing that night even when he said it? It, it was, was it egregious. Was a blue blazer with gold dragons on it. It looked like <laughs> it was from Randy River. It's like, Don, you can't actually complain about these hockey players having fun making Duck Duck Goose or Jose Batista bad flips if you're going to be on air looking like an 85-year-old who wants to be 17 again. And there are probably a few people listening or watching this who are diehard sports fans and care so much about the integrity of the game that they're annoyed at this. But for the other 98.6% of us, Mm -hmm. we just want sports to be as much 
fun as possible. I don't want to watch two teams play in the Super Bowl and have that kind of game. Right. Because I don't care enough about defense to understand that that was awesome. In the Super Bowl, no team should score only three points. Right? Like, I want it to be like the game before is like 46 to 40. Or in hockey, I want I want 9-7. I want excitement. I want it to come down to the wire. I want drama. I want anything that is fun. And all the Carolina Hurricanes are trying to do is make it fun for fans, especially in a hockey market where, or a market that maybe isn't that pure of hockey. No, it's you know, not. You're competing with a lot of other things. Try and make it more fun to grow the sport. Yes, please do that. So Carolina shot back and they changed their Twitter account to say, you know, we're a bunch of jerks who do celebrations at the end of the games. Yeah. They made a t-shirt that said bunch of jerks. They can't keep these t-shirts on the shelves. No. And I love that there's finally a brand who, when they get called out for something, just doubles down on it. Yes, it's brilliant. It's brilliant marketing. And if you're in marketing or PR, pay attention to this because this is how you keep a story going. One, yes. your, your players and your organization and your fans are bought in. And that's who matters. Don Sherry doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The rest of the NHL does not matter. They're I feel just gonna like you keep saying you. Don Sherry. They're a bunch of jerks. What's his name? No, his name's Don Cherry. It's the same thing. No, you're saying Don Sherry. They're a bunch of jerks. Don Sherry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I talk fast and I mumble. Get over it. Uh, but compare or contrast this to Super Bowl, which we talked about. Imagine if Hyundai, when they got called out for making fun of vegans. Which they did doubled down. Now, I'm not saying this is right, but what if they did? They doubled down on being the anti-vegan car company. They would win some some fans. They would take a whole bunch of people. Now, would vegans be mad? Yes, mm-hmm. vegans would be mad. But it may be the better marketing decision. I'm not talking about ethical. I'm not talking about right. I'm talking about the better marketing decision to go, what do we think is a better population? Meat lovers who could be annoyed by vegans or vegans. I have no idea what is the better population. What I'm saying, though, is Carolina doesn't care about what Don Cherry thinks. They're a bunch of jerks. They care about what their fans think. And if you know that, stick to it. Stand by something. Because they could have easily just rolled over and said, oh, old hockey world is mad at us for trying something new? Okay, we'll bend to your knee. Vegas... The, the Las Vegas Golden Knights give the middle finger to those things. Absolutely. And say, listen, guys, we're not going to let, let you tell us how to do our jobs. Which I think is interesting because Vegas Golden Knights are new and they could be trying to fit into the hockey world because everybody's saying hockey does not belong in the desert. You Even guys don't get snow. There, yeah. Now it's snowed the last couple of days. Eight inches. That's what she said. <clears throat> you don't belong here at all. And they could go, no, we're going to try and be a really good hockey city. But instead, they're going to go, no, we're going to be ourselves. And it's amazing because we go to the games and when you watch the Vegas Golden Knights play, hockey is almost secondary. And I don't mean that in disrespect. I'd say it's equal. They're used to putting on a show and you go there and you're entertained regardless of if the Knights win or lose. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, you want them to win. It's more fun and exciting. But if they lose, you still had a great great time and experience. experience. As opposed to other places where you go watch a sporting event. One, I would take my wife and pay good money to have her come to a Vegas Golden Knights game. If we were in Toronto, I would not pay for her to go to a game because she would be bored and it would be a waste of money. It's brutal. A lot of Canadian teams are like, oh, it's purity of sport. Anyway, forget those guys. Forget those guys. You win Carolina Hurricanes. You are Justin and Greg approved. They're a bunch of jerks. They know what they're doing. It's a marketing thing. I still go Hyundai goes down like anti-vegan. Like they, if they just went for it, they would probably end up selling more vehicles because they would turn people who are really indifferent to go. I'm gonna get behind these guys. Yeah, you're not Birkenstocks, high and I. You can you can ignore the vegan category and be okay. Especially to realize what they did now was they ticked off vegans. Mm-hmm. Vegans are not happy with them. No. And but I think there were a whole bunch of other people who were like, hey, they made fun of vegans. That's funny because most people know great vegans, and then 
everybody seems to know one of those vegans that is just out in the comments all the time trolling everyone for every decision that they make. But now what they did was they alienated vegans and then they alienated everybody else by not standing behind their joke. Right. It's like and crossfitters. They, they lost... Knows- Everyone knows a CrossFitter. Hey, how do you find the person who's doing CrossFit in the room? Well, they'll tell you. People say vegans are the same way. And you're right. Vegans are. Why you? This is my favorite podcast ever. Why are you making fun of the things I say? I don't know. I'm just... I got a speech impediment. You don't have a speech impediment. My father makes fun of me all the time and says, Greg, slow down. I don't know what you're saying. That's a speech impediment. This this explains a lot. I don't think it is. I think there are people with real speech impediments. Anyway, if you're watching watching or listening, Carolina Hurricanes, we support you. Thank you. You're Jack's approved. You can be almost as fun as Vegas. They're a bunch of jerks. So one thing that is ubiquitous across North America now is a Netflix subscription. Yes. Right? Because there's still some people that are holding out, but most people you say, oh, it's on Netflix. They say, okay, I'll go put it on my list. I'll go watch it. Mm, Or I'll put it on my parents' list. Yeah. I mean, you have access to the content one way or another. One of the best documentaries and shows we've seen in a while on there that was super popular a few weeks ago was the Fire Festival. Yeah. It was very fascinating world insights into the world of social media and influencers and- Powerful stuff. You know, this whole festival put on in the, you know, it was crazy. You know, where was it put on? Yeah. I, I drew a blank and I didn't want to insult because I was going to say the Bahamas. I think that might actually be right. Well, we'll say the Caribbean. Anyway. The Caribbean. That's what I was trying to remember. I was like, is it Bahamas? I'm not sure. I'll go to the bigger picture, which is what you do. And I'm like, I can't remember the name. I was going to say the South, South Pacific, which that's, is not what I meant. That's not accurate. But you can make fun of me now. On the world. Podcast. It was in the world. It was in the world. Somewhere warm. That's what it was with models and Instagram influencers and bad food and hurricane shelters. I mean, fascinating. If you haven't seen it, I would recommend go watch it. There's another one on Hulu that apparently is better than the Netflix one, but the Netflix one is, is good enough. I loved it and I was stressed out watching how bad it was. So it was this amazing festival that was going to involve celebrities and private islands. And imagine like the ultra rich in the world going to a private music festival that was only a Amazing things. That's what was promised. And you didn't have to be insanely rich. Rich enough to find Something. a private plane to get to this private island to get a private villa. You didn't have to. No. Anyway, I think a it was like people. six grand. It went horrible. Yes. It went astronomically worse than you're imagining. And it has now become like it's defunct and it's known as like this huge catastrophe in event planning. Yeah, I think it's going to become like a pop culture icon for the you know early 2000s, looking back 100 years from now, to go, this was a defining moment for our society, which is sad to say, but sure. But also kind of cool. And the idea of the Fire Festival, though, yes. it still kind of resonates with me. Well, this imagine- amazing Atlantis, if you will, Festival, yeah. music festival. Fly to a beautiful private island, stay in a cabana on the beach with all of your friends, with amazing food and sushi chefs and all this incredible stuff, and have bands playing on the island and just kind of becoming like this wild party weekend. You know, it could be nice. It's, it, it would be perfect. And so Ja Rule was involved with the first one and the guy who helped them plan it. His name is Billy. He's in jail yeah. for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Fraud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A thousand crimes, that sort of thing. Ja Rule is now on record as of this week to say he wants to do another one. He wants to do Fire Festival too because his words were, and in the midst of chaos is opportunity. I feel that like that's our lives. I feel like that's how the first Fire Festival happened was there was chaos. They go, no, 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 we're going to pull it out of the fire. It's going to be an amazing opportunity. And huh? sure enough, now you go huh? pull it out of the fire. I'm, I love puns. Yeah. Oh, that's good. But I love the fact that he wants to do it. Because I feel like the bar has been set way, way up here for this ultimate music festival, Mm -hmm. and I want it to happen. I don't care if Ja Rule does it. Someone needs to give me, and by me, I mean us, the ultimate music festival that I won't go to because I can't afford that. Sure. 
but I want to watch the documentaries of this amazing music festival that puts Coachella to shame. Well, yes, please. I believe that there's actually a company who has the experience to be able to go and pull this off. I Absolutely. Somebody would be able to do that. The thing is, is that they just didn't hire those people this first time to do that and instead tried to kind of figure it all out themselves, which some of the things that they did, given the context of what they're working with, was brilliant. Like their whole social media influencer strategy in the beginning, which sure, borderline sure it's unethical now looking back on it. But at the time, given what they had to work with, made such big noise and sold out this whole thing. It, w- it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah, I mean, that was brilliant. That's the one thing that was brilliant. The idea was brilliant. Other than the fact that everything else broke down. Also, the fact that this wasn't about a music festival. That this whole thing was built around the idea of selling an app that allowed you direct access to book your favorite acts and talents and this whole fire app that they were building. And one of the ways they went to market it was creating this festival, which ended up creating a lot of negative press around it, but it almost worked. Spoiler alert, the app doesn't exist anymore. It's no. it's defunct. Apparently the fire name is not not highly regarded. If Donald Trump was on that program, he would say, you're fired. You're fired. Oh, man, that felt so good to say. No. Anyway, if it happens, I want to go. Just so just, just you're aware. Justin and Greg will be there. We'll be, we'll be the influencers in the bikinis. No, we won't. With the pigs no, on the private island and running around and having a great time. Go watch the documentary. You'll understand what references you're making. So when you're growing up, have you ever camp outside when you were young? Under yeah. a tent, that sort mm-hmm. of thing? Yeah, backyard. Do you ever camp outside out? Like not in a city? Yeah, my family used to go camping all the time. Okay, well, then maybe you've experienced when you were young. Have you ever heard when you were camping in a tent, a coyote howling or what you would consider a wolf howling? Mm -hmm. Do you ever get scared? When Uh, I was young, I was terrified of being eaten by coyotes. I mean, lots of places we camped, there were bears around. I was probably more scared of... That's bigger. ...having a bear rip through my tent. Yeah, a bear could do some damage. Somehow I feel like if a a coyote can't get in my tent, a bear can get in my tent, but a coyote, I'll just stay in my tent, I'll be fine, because he can't undo the zipper. A few weeks ago, we covered a story where a man was attacked by a mountain lion, Mm -hmm. fought the mountain lion off, choked Choked it to death, suffocated the thing, and killed it with his bare hands, jogged three miles. No, he was not Chuck Norris. And that, to me, is a news story. Sure. There's a news story that I saw today that was covered where this Florida man, it says, Florida man saves pet dog from coyote attack using his thermos. And this was this was covered in the news. <laughs> I'm just laughing at a uh, uh, pet owner saves cat from squirrel using a toothpick. Using a toothpick. So this guy, this guy had a dog. He was yeah. walking his dog. And the dog and the coyote were getting ferocious at each other. They wanted to fight. I don't know that I'd want to fight a coyote. It's a small dog. That's the whole thing about this story. Coyotes aren't scary. They're not. They're small dogs. How many times have you seen a coyote? A lot. I see them all the time when I drive out to the farm. They're not all small. Yeah, they are. They're not a very big... They're not even close to a wolf. A wolf is a different story. Sure, a wolf is a different story. But dogs can do damage even little ones when they're upset. No. No. You punt those things. Have you seen a pit bull? Yes. Can a pit bull do damage? Yes. Thank you. Is a coyote anywhere near the size of a pit bull? No. Yes. No. It's yes. closer to a fox. They're small. They're small. They're small animals that no. you do not need to be scared they of. They're scavengers. Teeth. Yeah. Have you ever watched The Lion King? Yes. Do you know hyenas are scavengers? They're also bigger than coyotes. No. I know my animal kingdom. Coyotes are small. You're referencing scavengers. This, this Those story- guys. They were scary. In The Lion King, you don't want to mess with a pack of them. This story literally could read this. 
Florida man saves pet dog from a coyote attack by raising his voice. The coyote's gone. No, he had to use a thermos. He chose to use a thermos to make the news if he raises his voice and yells at the coyote that says, Hey, they're a bunch of jerks. Get lost, coyote. You don't belong here. The coyote goes, Meh. I'm out of here, so man. you don't think he did that? What? Did you read the news story? Yeah, I read it. He raised his voice and the coyote did not respond. Not loud enough. He yelled at the top of his lungs, I bet. Did you read the news story? Because you're sounding to no. me like you didn't read the I'm, news story. No, I, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Pretty sure, says the guy who's Call the, him. Where's your research? He's the fact Call guy. him right now. We called Ho- Jose Canseco last week. Call the coyote guy and find out, did you yell at the top of your lungs? This is not news, okay? We it's need to have like news. a threshold- Okay, a threshold of animals that involve capitulate there. If it's not news. If you're a puma, sure. If you're a king cobra and you fight it off with a thermos, cool. Alligator, yep. Hippo, sure. Coyote, no. Domesticated cat, no. You fall Rat, down a pit, no. Break both your legs, kill eight snakes with your bare hands, newsworthy. Newsworthy. Not this. I think we should start like the Jags. What would you call it? The Jags. News or not news? Yeah, and we would just kind of rate things news. Oh, massive international moose war. News. news. Coyote fought off with a thermos? Not, not, not news. news. No. Uh, someone laid arrows in an Ikea and made a, a crazy labyrinth where everyone got, we got stuck? Fake news. Fake news. Not a real thing. Not a, I think that's what's crazy now is I feel like half of my Facebook feed, like, it's so hard to tell what's real news and not real news now because there's a lot of satire news out there. A ton. A ton. And more and more popping up all the time. But it's so funny to watch people who don't realize it's satire news share it like it's real news. Like Fake news is a company who intentionally creates news that is untrue. Mm-hmm. But it's funny to me when people share satire as real news. Because right. that's not fake news. That's idiotism. Right, like the onion is, is a popular one. Sure. We have the Beaverton up here, Babylon Bee is one. There's actually a, one, a popular one for CBC, our Canadian broadcasting company, that's called, I think, This or That. And it is constantly referenced. Oh, well, I can't believe this is happening. Because it's, it's, it's not fake. well branded. No. And it still fits in. Like even some of them now, they've had to put at the top, this is a satire story. But the headlines that get shared on Facebook, you still don't see that. And then people are just sharing it because all they care about is the headline that reinforces their belief, which is actually somebody making fun of their belief. It's amazing. Right, because your aunts and uncles are sharing the story around going, I can't believe that this is happening. And you look at it and go, hey, aunt, hey, uncle, this this is not yeah. real. And you're supposed to enjoy it for what it's trying to tell you through satire. <sighs> it's just not worth the effort. Somebody was shared a picture of a story. I didn't corroborate the story. Could be fake news. I'm headline reading right now. Self-admitted, but it seems like the right thing. It was somebody like Ronald Reagan was consistently getting roasted by these two comedians who would do these like funny satires of him. And he basically wrote them a, a letter and said, hey, keep doing this. The moment that our country, you know, can't accept satire as a, you know, a good way to bring light to something. Uh, we've got there. We're, we're there. We're losing something. We're there, Ronald. We're at the point where satire doesn't make any sense. People so, get offended by it. Yeah. We lose. But, but I also, you could use the cloak of satire to say all sorts of horrible things, but whatever. One day. One. One day we'll get back to it. Okay, yeah. one, one more story before we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like Star Wars? Sure. Do you love Star Wars? No. Funny story about me is I love Star Wars. I'm not a Star diehard. Star Trek? I love die. I, well, no, not Star Trek. How dare you? What is this? Is this Star Trek? Yeah. 
what does it say? Peace be with you or something like that? Live long and prosper. And also with you? No, different thing. Anyway, Star Wars is way better than Star Trek. I think most of us can agree with that. But I mean, different. thank you, Star Trek, for inventing things like doors that open through motion. That's kind of cool. Star Trek fans, or Star Wars fans are diehard. They believe it. They read the books. They watch all the movies. Both sets of fans are diehard, yes. And I feel like Star Wars fans just, they want to be Jedi. Yeah, I think there are some. There's a lot of them. Remember the Star Wars kid who did the whole like twirling lightsaber? Totally. Like, he was in it, man. Yeah. If he could be a Jedi, he would. When I got engaged to my wife, I actually had rented all six Star Wars movies oh. to celebrate with her. We were gonna have a Star Wars. We were gonna have a Star Wars marathon after I proposed. We got through like maybe an hour of the first one. Well, and we yeah, you can't start there. You gotta go like four, five, six, and that might grease you up to get through one, two, three. It wasn't good. Anyway, it was, it was a cool idea. So Star Wars is making a comeback, and it's actually saving the sport of fencing in France. Interesting. So they're, what they're doing is they're getting people, instead of fence, what are they called? Swords? Yeah. I don't know. There's probably... Word is no, there's... It. Yeah. They're getting lightsabers. Oh, Something. They're making it all about lightsabers, and you're going to be able to get become a Jedi in fencing, through fencing, and they actually have like these glow-in-the-dark swords for fencing. It's like the Hunger Games effect. There's all these people picking up archery because of the Hunger Games. Oh, really? Because she was so good with the bow, it's kind of brought this resurgence. For me, the reason that I wanted to be a Jedi was the ability to hit light switches and close doors without having to move. Mm. And I think if we all admit, we've all tried. I want you to be honest with me here. There's not oh, been yeah, a point where you're like, stick oh. your hand out and be like, ah, flick off the light switch. You got to try. How cool would that be? Right? If you got it. Because in my world, that has to be possible somehow. I know that it's true because of how well that commercial with the little Darth Vader kid. Do you remember that Volkswagen mm-hmm. commercial where he's trying to do all this stuff and his dad helps him out? Because we all want that moment in our life where we try and close the door or strangle that annoying coworker and it works. They have a new emoji coming out where... Just so like we're the, clear, I'm looking at you. The squeeze your head emoji, which could be other things too, but... It means very small. Yeah, that'll... That'll help fix some things. Anyway, this is the podcast. This is what we do. We talk mm-hmm. about real things. We tell real stories. We have a discussion. Thank you for tuning in and watching live. And yeah. if you're watching, listening on the podcast, thank you again. Do us a favor and tell people about this podcast. Feel free to share it at mm-hmm. Justin and Greg. We have a lot of fun doing this. Next week, we're in Vegas. We are NASCAR, baby. And on the Thursday, February 28th, we are going to be watching the Saskatchewan Vegas Gold Knights. <sighs> It'll be good to be home. Although I hope the snow is gone by then. They're I gonna, don't want that welcome. They're going to romp their way to a win against the Florida Panthers. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. And because the, the trade deadline is over by then. So there could be some okay, some new faces. If I killed a panther with a shovel, would that be newsworthy? Mm, panthers definitely qualify. Okay. A turtle? No. Just tur- about- flip a turtle over and it'll die. Golden, Golden Knight slays panther. Yes, that's, that's real news. If it's real. Okay. Anyway, you guys, thanks for tuning in. We see you later. See you soon. A peace out.